Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime after Christmas time. After Christmas time. Right? I mean, not for us. Not for us. It's still before Christmas. We're still jingling all the way there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we are... Jingle, jingle. My husband's birthday is on Christmas Eve. And every year, I don't know how you do it. I think once every like five or 10 years, I text your husband, happy birthday, 
everyone must forget it's his birthday. They totally do. <laughs> I feel and so bad for him. Except for he doesn't. And it is yes. his birthday. And I forget so. it. And I talk to you almost every day. So I imagine <laughs> everyone else <laughs> must forget. But I don't. And so uh, I'm throwing him a little surprise thing today. I... We're all getting on this bus to go Christmas caroling. Listen, I think you're <laughs> going to get turned it into a birthday party. Yeah, I think that you're going to get some really good wife points. I do, too. I even made special shirts for everybody on the bus to wear with his picture on it. And, you know, he loves that extra effort, attention to detail. He's going to appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, good job. I you know what? It could so. be worse, Shonathan. I have a friend in Ventura who was born on Christmas Day. And his name is Chris Mace. Call him Merry oh, Chris Mace. <laughs> I know that guy. He's the <laughs> nicest guy in the world. Yes. I know. I knew him in high school because I think he was a wrestler with my friend. No, he went to Ventura. He's older. Yes. No, I know. Oh. My oh, friend's older brother went to Ventura and I went to Buena and he was on the wrestling team. You know, he's married to my friend Wendy. Oh, mm -hmm. no, I did not know that. But now you do. That's interesting. So anywho, well, trips down to. Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, I took a little Christmas train yesterday after we like took the, the Polar, Polar Express. No, I already took the Polar Express over Thanksgiving. And so I wanted it's been my dream to take a train. These they are these old trains here. They're built in the 1880s. They look so rad. I wanted to take one into the mountains over the snowy beautifulness. And it really was apparently my dream and no one else's. So we, <laughs> <laughs> we get on the train and the first hour you're like just going through like town. I still find it very enjoyable. I love the historicalness. I love all of it. The nature and all the that. The nature. My kids all want to like look at a phone. They're like begging us for a phone, you know, yeah. and I'm like, no, this is serious. And my husband is like being a good sport. And so we managed to get a cocktail. I went, made the first run. You have to walk five carts back to the concession stand. I did not plan that out very well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So second round after about an hour, I send my husband. Well, it, the concession line was a lot longer. And that's when we started to get into beautiful territory. That's when you see wildlife and the train is going over bridges and it's like sheer cliffs and it's just amazing. And my husband was in the line to get mommy a mimosa the whole time. <laughs> Like the whole time. <laughs> and my kids, you know, perked up. They were into it, you know, for that second hour. And then I was like, and then we're going to go to this town, Cascade. It's going to be amazing because what I had read on the website is take the train to Cascade, have a fireside lunch or meander around. You have an hour of free time. So what does that sound like to you? Like a cute little town, right? Yes, it does. It's not oh, a town. Does it mean like fireside town? Like you need to make your own fire and I don't know what it that your own food? listen, what it meant is they 
there's a big fire and picnic tables. That's it. That's it. Without the lunch part. There was no town. And it's <laughs> BYO lunch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, listen, it was really beautiful. And it's, it's super cool. That it's this giant fire. But it just was not what we were expecting, you know? And everyone, yeah. you know, it always yeah. comes down to me. I'm always someone that plans the adventures. And when they go south, it's always like... Why do we do this stuff with you? <laughs> but um, yes. Thankfully, on okay, the way so back, long... I offered to go to the concession stand. Five hours. Five hour train. Oh ride. yeah. So this I went to long... the concession stand on the way back, so okay. my husband could see the view on the way back, and he said that was great, one and done though, right? I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, one okay. and done. It what probably would have been a lot okay. nicer if we didn't have kids begging for our phones the whole time. Right? 100%. That's something mm-hmm. you should do in your retirement. Okay, just for just for anybody Agreed. else out there thinking to take their kids under 10 years old to a 5-hour train ride really, up the mountain. Really think it through. Yeah. Maybe find a shorter like, one. How about not think it through? Just take our advice and don't do it. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> anywho, I hope you all enjoy this episode about yeah. Kentucky and all of it. All right. Enjoy. Okay. okay. Today's case is one that takes place in the Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, do you remember we had a, I think our boss was, wasn't he from Lexington? Um, Remember Vinny, Vince? What was his name? Oh, who could forget Vince? Vinny. You know what he used to do? His signature move was we had this, um, these side of apples at the Outback Steakhouse. And it was like a brown applesauce like a dark brown applesauce. It came with the pork chops. Now do the you remember chops. this? Yes, I do. And he would stick his finger in it and say, hey, look at my finger. I just pulled it out of my butt. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would so not fly these days. <laughs> no, I don't think it really flew then. <laughs> He was a trip, man. He really was. I wonder what old Vinny is up to. I do wonder also. He had, there was a lot of tension between him and our other old boss, our old friend Bob Arino. Yes, yes, there was. I actually would yes, love to go see Bob and kind of. You cannot go see Bob until I get out there I to won't. Texas. Uh, that would be offensive. I know. Our old boss, ironically, moved to Texas in a town, I think maybe 30 or 40 minutes from me. So Gretchen and I are going to go visit him. But I would love to just pick his brain about all those things that we didn't know back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a good boss. Okay, so back to Kentucky, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Kentucky. Gosh, they really went through it this year with the tornadoes and everything. Yeah, yeah. Such a disaster. Um, you've been there, Tab. I have. I, have, I went to the I Kentucky Derby. I have never Derby. been to Kentucky. Yeah, it's still on my list. I actually think that when you went to the Derby, you might have hobnobbed with the kind of folks I'm going to 
talk about today because they are, you know, the high society. Oh, do tell. Do tell. Yeah, I feel like those kind of people attend some derby events, you know? Most likely. Most likely. Okay, well, Louis Nunn was a lawyer that also had a political career that included serving as none other than the governor of Kentucky. Shoot, that is big time. That's big time. That's about as big as it gets, I think, in Kentucky. I mean, except with the exception of the colonel, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, well, I don't know what this case is about at all, but I bet you I'm hoping that he was better than the Newsom. Well, I think they would be friends. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that. Okay. Okay. So... He was on the board of Kentucky University and other fancy, you know, philanthropic like deals. He was married to one fine lady named Beulah. I mean, that's a great name. Beulah? Yeah. Great name for a chicken. Bueller. Bueller? Yeah. (laughs) Beulah. It just reminds me of Bueller. I think it's beautiful. Okay. Beautiful Beulah. Beulah the beauty. I'm with it. Well, they had one child named Steve Nunn. Steve had a real challenging relationship with his daddy. Louis was known as being a real hard ass with high expectations, which is probably typical of uber successful men. But I think when you only have like one son, that it adds up to being a lot of extra added strain and pressure. 100%. Right. So Steve wanted to please his daddy, and so he followed in his father's footsteps and pursued a political career of his own. In 1990, he became a representative for the state of Kentucky. He married a woman named Tracy, who is very beautiful. She is like, almost looks like Sophia Loren to me. Ooh, that's exotic beauty. Yeah, but I don't think she is exotic. She just has a real pretty look. Yeah. Yeah. And she's smart. And she also came from a well-known Kentucky family. You know, so they, those types stick together. And they went on and had two daughters. They were just the all-American power couple dream. So Steve had it all for a minute. And then his bubble started to kind of implode on him. You see, his daddy had been screwing around on beautiful Beulah for years. And Beulah was over it. They were married for 45 years, and she was battling cancer. And she just thought, you know, you think you could take a rest from all the extracurricular bumping uglies for a minute while I go through this shit? And apparently... He didn't just casually, like, dial a hoe on business trips. He's described as a nymphomaniac. Well, Louis was not stoked about Beulah's revelation, mm-hmm. you know, that he should stop screwing around because he's a selfish prick. And he's like, your cancer is already an inconvenience for me. I have to fend for myself a little now. And so I will not be cutting back on the brown chicken, brown cow woman. Well... This put Steve in a pickle because being the only child, he was put in the middle of his parents' lack of love for one another. 
Yeah. And yeah, well, he ended up taking his mother's side. Good choice, I think. But this made him argue with his father, which resulted in some kind of actual physical altercation in 1994. So rumor has it that Steve slugged his dad. Whoa. Yeah. Well, Louis then told Beulah at that point that she had to choose her son or him. And she chose her son, Steve. Well, who, who would not? Yeah, right? Well, Louis packed his bags and moved out of the big old house that night. And then Beulah ended up filing for divorce. I mean, can you imagine... Being married to someone for 45 years and you have cancer and you're like, I would rather go through a divorce right now in the middle of this shit than be married to you for one more minute. I think maybe that happens more than we would think about it because maybe you think to the point where you're like, am I, I'm unhappy and I don't have much time to be unhappy anymore. Yeah, I think that was her mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Louie ended up blaming his son for the fact that he lost some of his grandiose, you know, lifestyle, as you do when you're splitting assets. And also, probably, I mean, I'll bet Beulah made a mean pecan pie and knew how to throw a dinner party. And he's probably pretty bummed now that he doesn't have a wife. Also, that big house that he had to move out of was like real nice. It's referred to as the Nunn family estate. Mm-hmm. You know, when they give it the estate title, it's... It's fancy. Legit. It's fancy. It's full of antiques and shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's bitter. He's like moving into a condo or something. You know, it's not his style. So he really resented Steve. And that resulted in him not speaking to his son for years. Sadly, Beulah lost her battle with cancer. Yeah. But Steve took care of her, you know, until she passed. She died in his arms. Steve continued his work as a representative, and one of his major accomplishments was getting a law passed in Kentucky that if a person was killed as a result of domestic violence, that they would be eligible for the death penalty. So he was an advocate for domestic violence victims. So, you know, I don't hate that. Right. So after years of Steve's wife, Tracy... Listening to Steve's grievances about his ongoing dispute with his father, she decided to go to Louie herself and see if there was a way the two men could just work it out. Well, they did. Steve and Louie got back together and they were this father-son, you know, dynamic political duo. So with Louie back in Steve's life, he influenced him to run for governor himself. And so in 2002, Steve did, but it didn't work out because Steve didn't even make it past the primaries. And it was a big old disappointment to his daddy. And it was also a big bruise to Steve's ego. Within a year of the governor election primaries disaster, 
Louis had a heart attack and died. Dude, they've got some bad luck running in that family. They do have some bad luck. So I think it maybe it gave Steve a bit of a complex that maybe the last thing that he did was disappoint his daddy. Yikes. I mean, that's like they're getting the Kennedy level here. Yeah. Well, this his dad dying had a real effect on him. Steve started wearing his late father's clothes. He started imitating the way his father spoke. Like, he would even say, I'm Louis Nunn. Oh. And start talking. I guess his dad had, like, kind of a growly voice or something. Like, it's extra, okay? Okay. Also, he picked up some of his father's habits, which included real heavy drinking and lots of sex outside of the marriage. Well, Tracy basically says when his daddy died, he just lost his damn mind. And she wasn't going to put up with this shit for 45 years like Beulah. So she left his ass. Well, his homies in the house weren't really feeling his bad behavior either. So after serving as a representative for 15 years, he lost his bid for re-election. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So kind of surprisingly, with no wife and no job, instead of drinking away his problems, he kind of got his shit together. Did he go to rehab? I never read that he went to rehab. I have a feeling that his ego was maybe too big to do something like that. Like it would have served him well to maybe talk to a therapist or something about the loss of his parents and his marriage and all that shit. But I think he just he wasn't going to do that. He just wasn't that guy. Yeah. Listen, people with big egos, I think sometimes do not do that when they should. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. The narcissistic type. And he definitely was. Okay. All of these things that I watched about him talk about how, you know, he knew he was so good looking. And I got to tell you. Was he? He's all all right. He looks like a politician. Well, most of them are good looking. Mm, I mean, I think he looks average. Doesn't do anything for me. And it doesn't take much. Does nothing for me at all. It's not a Will Ferrell look. <laughs> no. No. So, I mean, and he thought he was all that. Because people probably treated him like he was all that. You know, sometimes it's like if you're a, a big man in a small space, it seems attractive. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shoot. He got himself a new girlfriend. And after he got his shit together, and her name was Amanda Ross. This Amanda was something. She was in her late 20s. Yeah. Young ones. A young one. So there was an age difference. But she was smart and recently divorced. She also came from a political family. And she had a fancy job at the Department of Insurance in Kentucky. And she also had political aspirations of her own. So they had a lot in common. Yeah. So you can see how this could work. Yeah, I see the attraction. Yeah. Okay, so you could see how this could work. And so things are looking up. And remember, 
that legislation about domestic violence Steve had worked on? Uh-huh. Well, it helped him get appointed a position as the Deputy Secretary of Family Services. So he's got a girlfriend. He's got a job again. Okay. Steve ended up popping the question to Amanda on her 29th birthday, and it looked like they had a bright future together. But Steve started up again with the heavy drinking, and then the relationship turned tumultuous. They were known to, you know, fight in the street. They were like, yeah. And Don't tell me it got to be like domestic violence-y. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. They said really mean things to each other. You know, that's not the Kentucky way. No. So that, you know what? Sometimes that alcohol will do it to you. And sometimes it depends on the color of alcohol that are drinking. You know, that is true. I am familiar with someone who, when they drink brown, loses their damn mind and sometimes says things they wish they could take back. Me too. Yeah. Keep it clear. And, you know, I say stick with tequila. Keep it it keeps advice. your head clear. I think so. Maybe I need some to keep my nose clear right now. I'm like having such a allergy or something. You know, tequila makes you poop too. It's no. good for a lot. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Leela told me that. Like it's yeah. a uh, it it does a thing. <laughs> digestive, I guess is what <laughs> I it would know. call. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just think tequila solves a lot of the world's problems. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, so Steve and Amanda are fighting. It's not really a good look for either one of them. They broke off the engagement. Steve had been living with Amanda, so he moved out. But like so many toxic relationships, they couldn't quite quit each other. And so they still hung out. One night when Amanda wanted Steve to stay and he wanted to go out, Steve snapped and got violent with her and struck Amanda multiple times. Amanda then reached her breaking point when it came to Steve. And after that, she filed for an order of protection against him. Well, you can imagine how that went over, considering he's supposed to be the domestic violence advocate working as the deputy secretary of family services. Doesn't go over well. Not well. He was forced to resign from his job. And the hypocrisy of the whole situation made the local news. And so, you know, Steve's career was over, over, over at this point. He took his downfall in a similar way to his father did, Beulah, divorcing him. As in, he did not take responsibility for his own actions and place the blame on somebody else. Steve blamed Amanda. He said that she had baited him into hitting her and that she wanted him to be humiliated and lose his job, and he started spending all his newly found free time obsessing and stalking her. He wanted revenge on Amanda. He wanted to get back at her and make sure that her political career was over too, just like his. Eeks. Yeah, eeks. Sometimes you just got to move on. 
Seriously. You know, it's like, it's not worth, there's, there's plenty of fish. There's even a website called it. (laughs) So true. You're so right. Well, he had taken the naked pictures of Amanda. Oh. I do not recommend the naked pictures ever. They haunt you. Either the cloud gets hacked and then they are, you know, out there or your perfect relationship turns out not so perfect and your ex shares them because he's an asshole. So, I mean, I what's your position on the naughty pics? I say don't do it. Listen. I think a lot of people do it. I think probably almost everybody we know has done it. But I think me and you personally are on a more conservative side of that. And we didn't grow up with cell phones that had cameras. So it's not something that we were ever familiar with. Yeah, if you must take a Polaroid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because those are super hot. You could fully, you could fully uh, filter that. I mean, come on, right now you could like, you could seriously take a picture of your, your body and then alter it with those filters to make yourself look like, Listen. you know, Pamela Anderson. Oh yeah, that's what you should do. If you are sending somebody one of those pics, you should, or somebody... Someone's going to get so rich off this right now. This is the baby, the best idea I ever had. They have it. They have it. An app that is somebody else's naked body that you could put your face on. (laughs) And then you can send it. And so then when it starts getting spread all over the place, then you could be like, guess what? Joke's on you. It's not me. True. I don't. I think I have never sent anything crazy. But I don't ever also, if I did send anything, allegedly, I never put my face in it. Yeah, that's smart. So that's a way to do it. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. 
And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Yeah, I guess so. My husband's been asking me for 18 years to send him a picture of my boobs every time he's out of town. <laughs> <laughs> and you never have. Never. Just do it without your face. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I make up for it in other ways. Okay. Okay. Just saying. TMI over here. TMI. Okay. We are okay. really, we are, we are really, really dishing we're the, on a roll. the juice after Christmas. Merry Christmas. We must have, yeah. <laughs> must have got some good <laughs> presents. That's right. Okay. Well, I don't want, I just don't want to sound like a total prude, right? Because I'm the only person in America not sending the nakeds. You must be so, the only smart one. You're saying that she shouldn't yeah, have done it because obviously he's spreading it around town. Okay, that's what he did. So Steve starts showing these pics to people thinking they would be like, oh my God, what a whore. She took her clothes off and let someone she was in a consensual relationship take pictures of her. <laughs> I never. How, how could she? How? But that wasn't the reaction Steve got. It was more like, dude, you hit her. It was in the paper. Yeah. You are clearly nuts. Let this poor girl live and let it go. Well, that infuriated Steve even more. And because of the order of protection, he wasn't able to contact Amanda. But he was definitely stalking her. She told her coworkers all the places around town that she would spot him and she was scared for her life. So she got herself a conceal and carry permit and she got herself a gun. Okay. But, but sadly it didn't help her when she needed it. Oh, and no. her fears became reality early one morning when Steve shot Amanda in the parking lot of her apartment building while she was trying to leave for work. Dude, okay, so listen, this is when it is for domestic violence victims. It is when you leave the guy. And most of the time when there is a restraining order, this is when they go bananas. Totally. It's like you have to, I don't even know what you do. You hide, you move. Well, you know, I do have a nice piece of information for you Please. at the end about something that could have helped Amanda. Okay. We will circle back to that. So did she die? Yeah, she died. Oh. Yeah. Her neighbors heard her scream, no, 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 
and heard three shots, but no one saw anything. When police were able to identify Amanda, they found that she had the order of protection against Steve. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's who they go looking for right away. But he was not home. So they started calling whoever they could who might know where he was, and they reached his ex-wife, Tracy. And she said, Ugh, I'll bet he's at the cemetery where his parents are buried. She informed them that Steve's got a whole lot of mommy and daddy issues, and he goes to the cemetery something extra. So they hit the road and drove to the Nunn family plot, which is two hours from Lexington, and Tracy had called it. Steve was at the cemetery, and he had slit his wrist and bled all over his parents' grave. Yikes. I know, but he had not cut deep enough. So I don't know if he was actually trying to kill himself because he also had a gun with him, which seems like a much more efficient way to go. Okay. Right? Yeah. He had made phone calls, you know, while it took the police two hours to get there to his grown daughters and told them that he was so sorry for being such an embarrassment to them. I mean, I think it's all in your head, Steve. I mean, except for the killing thing, you know, yeah, get over it. He... Em- being embarrassed is not the worst thing in the world. Listen, I've been embarrassed plenty of times. Plenty. Yeah. Yeah. You can move on. And you can also move, Steve. Hello. You totally can move. I don't even know who you are, Steve. So you could have moved to a different state and you would start all oh. over. Listen, there's a big difference between being broke and embarrassed and being rich and embarrassed. Like, you go get yourself a nice little place in Florida, start over. Yeah. Right? Move it on, move it on. Real estate is cheap there. And you got, you know, warm weather. Sounds like a plan to me. Okay. Well, police were able to get him to put the gun down and take him into custody. When they searched Steve's vehicle, they found an envelope that was labeled Psycho Bitch File. And it was like notes about all the wrongs he felt that Amanda had done him. I think maybe a gratitude journal would have served him better. Uh huh. And maybe if he had written in that instead of the hostile Psycho Bitch File, he wouldn't be guilty of murder. Oh, man. It, he really should have got some therapy. Seriously. I think it's like kind of like that good old boy, you know, attitude. Yeah, for sure. But I don't I think the good thing is, is that we are coming to a point where therapy is much more acceptable. Absolutely. So that's good. Um, So I definitely think in the future, maybe a Steve would consult therapy or even some mental health help. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure some rehab wouldn't have hurt either. Truth. It just amazes me the lack of accountability. Tracy says that he has told her that Amanda killed me first when she filed that order. I read an interview with one of his former friends who also actually said if she wouldn't have filed that, then he wouldn't have killed her. And maybe he didn't mean that to sound like she's to blame, but I just think there is something wrong about that being the reaction. Like, I don't care if she was actually out to humiliate him. 
which I don't think she was, because I can't see her being this young professional with political aspirations wanting to go through the judgment that comes with being associated with an abusive relationship. And sadly, it does come with a lot of judgment and more so in 2009, in my opinion. So, yes, yes, for sure. 2009 still have not gotten to a a place where it's not looked down on. But I will tell you something around that time, maybe a little before, I know somebody that was in a political position and the wife kind of pulled the same thing. But I do believe she was trying to humiliate him. Because he, I think, cheated on her. But I think the difference is this Amanda, she wanted her own political career. She didn't want to just collect alimony, you know, like whatever. She had her own thing. So that's why it's like, I really can't see her just being out to humiliate him. I think she wants a squeaky clean image. Yeah, I don't think so. I think this guy, man, she really just blew it hanging out with him. Yeah, she did, sadly. So Steve was charged with Amanda's murder. And the irony was that because of the law that he wrote, he was eligible for the death penalty. Did they give it to him? No. They should have. I mean, hello. I know. I feel like they should have. If you wrote that law, buddy, then like... (laughs) (laughs) You, You automatic. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, after his arrest, some disturbing details came out. He had gone to a friend's house and asked him to hold on to a box of naked pictures of other women. Oh, not not just her. Not just her. Yeah. I mean, he screwed a lot of people. He used to go on SugarDaddy.com. I didn't know there was a SugarDaddy.com. Are you serious? I don't think so. I mean, we've talked about Sugar Daddy, but okay, so maybe I did. Yeah. Was he the Sugar Daddy? I'm assuming. Yeah, he was the Sugar Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. It also came out that, I mean, that's the, I wonder how much he's spent on all these women he's taken the naked pictures of because also it came out that he was broke, which seems bananas. Yeah. He was broke and his parents were loaded, right? And he was the only child. He Which was spending the money think, at the sugardaddy.com. Yep. Yep. I just put that together because I was really like, holy shit, that's just another reason why you should not be holding a government office. If you cannot manage your own personal stash of a bunch of money, I don't really want you managing public funds. Right? Yeah. Okay. So also, a few days before all this went down, he went and ordered himself a headstone. And on the paperwork... It asked for the date of death, and he dated it the day he killed Amanda. So, I mean, obviously, he was really plotting this whole thing out, you know? Yeah. He ordered a headstone for himself. He wanted to be at that nun family plot. You know, they've got big, fancy people headstones at this place, like the big giant ones. So do you think he was planning on committing suicide? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. But, you know, he didn't follow through. So 
Despite it being pretty obvious that Steve was guilty, the case against him was actually circumstantial because no one saw him at the scene. And they weren't able to match the gun he had with him at the cemetery to the gun that shot Amanda. So Steve did not admit his guilt until before the trial ended. Like the trial goes on. He is finally like, oh, man, it's looking pretty bad for me. And so he informed his attorney that he would take a plea, which I think is smart if you want to live, because I have a feeling they don't mess around in Kentucky. And he very likely could have received the death penalty, especially like you were saying, because you write the law, you get the law. Yeah. So he pled guilty in exchange for life in prison without the possibility of parole. He is serving out his sentence at the Little Sandy Correctional Facility. He is not broke anymore because he is still eligible to receive his $28,000 a year state pension. I mean, what do you have to do to be ineligible if it's not commit murder? Murder? Yeah. That should go to her family. Well, yeah, I was thinking it would go to his daughters. But um, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. It just seems that he shouldn't get it. But who knows if he's giving it to them or if he's blowing it on pork rinds and jalapeno cheese, which I just read in a prison cookbook is very popular. Okay, and lastly, and much more importantly. By the way, that's keto. Pork rinds and cheese. Oh, it's on keto diet in the clink. Yes. Yes. But in keto, keto, you're supposed to avoid a lot of the processed foods. And I feel like they process the shit out of that jalapeno cheese. I know, but it's so good. I really do like that jalapeno cheese. I can eat anything if it's spicy. Like anything. Okay. So I tried, by the way, I tried that um, habanero spicy sauce from uh, Trader Joe's. There's a jalapeno one and there's a habanero. And there's a habanero one. Okay. Yeah, I haven't I haven't tried it yet. Have you tried the habanero? I thought you were the one that told me that. Yeah, I've tried the habanero one. Yeah, jalapeno, 20 times better. The habanero sauce is just really hot. It's so hot. It's, it, yeah. But the flavor is not as good as the jalapeno one. The jalapeno one is not as hot, and it has a lot of flavor to it. Okay. Just well, you, you know, I hate to say anything bad about my beloved Trader Joe's. I have a lot of friends that work there. They don't know they're my friends, but they are because I <laughs> talk to them a lot. <laughs> um, they have a new hot sauce, a black truffle hot sauce. Doesn't that sound amazing? I think I got it. I haven't tried it yet, though. Uh, it's so not good. Oh, no. Don't it's tell te- me that. It's terrible. Let us know if you disagree. Back to the most important part of this story, I think. Okay. Because of what happened to Amanda, her family fought to make it a law in Kentucky that if you have an order of protection against someone, you can request that they wear a monitoring device that you can have access of their location, which makes so much sense. Yeah. She could have just stayed in her, saw that he was in the parking lot and stayed in her car. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I mean, even if he would have, like, cut it off or something, she could have called the police and had them escort her to her car because she didn't know where he was. Yeah. I mean, I think that should be, that should be, like, a law in every state. 
And I think it possibly could have saved Amanda's life. So, you know, kudos to her family for doing something positive out of their loss. Rest in peace, Amanda. That's all I got. Ay, ay, ay. Well, that is so unfortunate. I feel really bad because Amanda was 29. Yeah. A whole life ahead of her. I think actually by the time she was murdered, she was 31. Okay. Still, I mean, a whole life ahead. A very young, very young lady. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. How sad. Well, that was not a Christmas carol. Not a Christmas carol. But we are wrapped up with Christmas at this point. We're wrapped up. And aren't we, don't you all need to just balance out all those Hallmark movies and shit you've been watching? Right? I mean, it's too sugary sweet. I So I ran into a girlfriend of mine and her mom was at the park and she says, oh my gosh. I said, oh, hi, I'm Tabitha. She goes, oh, I know you. You're the one that does the crime. I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, I love Dateline. I just love it all. I love all these podcasts. And she was very excited to start listening to ours. And she is just this sweet Southern woman. Okay. Yeah. Grandma. She's a grandma. Right. So I just said, I said, I am more than happy for you to listen, but please do not judge me that I say some cuss words and just know I don't say them in front of my children. (laughs) She was like, (laughs) most of the time. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to. You're like, but Gretchen does when I don't tell her she's on speakerphone. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say anything. It's my husband that's like, who's speaker? Yeah. I actually said a word and my friend's daughter, who is only four, was in the car and she goes, Tabby, that's the F word. You're not supposed to say that's the F word. I was like, how do you know what the F word is at four? Yeah. How do you know? I don't know. You know what my kids started saying? Willow is saying, What is freaking wrong with you? Oh, I know. And I'm like, I don't I don't know where I, I haven't really corrected her on okay, it because so we, I don't know where I stand. We correct it. We do. You do? Yeah, yeah. because it's it it's, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. I do feel like I mean, yeah, it, it just is what it is. There are things mommy can say that you can't. But she I have corrected her when she says crap. I'm like, yeah, you can't say that. Yeah. Those are like the things too. My kids can't say stupid. They can't like there's some words that they are not allowed to say. I don't even I don't let them say, oh, my God. Oh, my mother-in-law really does not let them say that. I I prefer them not to say that. But yeah. uh, Yeah. Especially when we're at the journey to Bethlehem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Event. And especially around here. Right. Because it's in Texas. It's very um, people love the church. They love the church here. And so it is a thing. People do go to church. And I don't think they use the Lord's name in vain. So it's very good. I like it. I think, you know, we need some, we need to rein it in. Yeah, we could listen. I should probably tone down the foul mouth. Yeah. I mean, you don't do it in front of my kids. I don't do it in front of my kids, but also it's probably not going to (laughs) happen. Let's face it. (laughs) If it hasn't happened in 43 years, 
What do they say? You Probably can't, not going to. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Word. And Word. I am old. And also, um, it's not even on the list of resolutions that I inevitably break every year. Okay? Okay. Not not a priority. Just is what it is. I'm All a girl right. that says fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. Well, anyways, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm sure you guys are all on Christmas break with your kids still. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have children, then you're probably back at work, which I mean, and even if you do have kids, you're probably back at work, actually, because yeah. who lets everybody off on the 27th? Nobody. 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 So hopefully you got a lot of nice loot. If you guys want more of us, please tune in to our Patreon account. It's patreon.com forward slash Housewives of True Crime. You can also go on there, patreon.com, and like look for us. If you listen on Apple, you can also download the RSS feed somehow and get it on there, which is real easy. That's how I listen. We are on Housewives of True Crime group on Facebook. If you want to join our private group, we enjoy talking about stuff. By the way, I just watched Unforgettable. We were. I'm really good at posting during holidays because I'm like, yeah, you are. I'm, I'm, I'm finally sitting down when I'm on vacation. That's when I post. So I'm yeah. sure I'd yeah, be posting. You are. Okay. Yeah. So find us there. Somebody recommended the Unforgettable movie on Netflix. Yes. I yes, listen. I'm gonna watch it too. I listen watched while I was making cookies, and I actually I had it off. I had it on speakerphone. Uh, before I put my earbud in, and it said it. It said the F word, and my son, who was playing his video game with his headphones on, he's like, "Mom, I can hear that." I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so then I put my earbud in, but it's a good one. It's a good movie. It's definitely not for kids, but it is for adults. So. Okay, can't wait to watch it. It's a movie. Not true. Good movie. Anyways, clink clink everybody. Clink clink. <laughs> <laughs>